When I walked into Trig, Jessica was sitting in the back row, nearly bouncing off her seat in agitation. I reluctantly went to sit by her, trying to convince myself it would be better to get it over with as soon as possible. Tell me everything. She commanded before I was in the seat. What do you want to know? I hedged. What happened last night? He bought me dinner and then he drove me home. She glared at me, her expression stiff with skepticism. How did you get home so fast? He drives like a maniac. It was terrifying. I hoped he heard that. Was it like a date? Did you tell him to meet you there? I hadn't thought of that. No, I was very surprised to see him there. Her lips puckered in disappointment at the transparent honesty in my voice. But he picked you up for school today? She probed. Yes, that was a surprise too. He noticed I didn't have a jacket last night, I explained. So are you going out again? He offered to drive me to Seattle Saturday because he thinks my truck isn't up to it. Does that count? Yes. She nodded. Well then, yes. Wow. She exaggerated the word into three syllables. Edward Cullen. I know, I agreed. Wow didn't even cover it. Wait. Her hands flew up, palms towards me like she was stopping traffic. Has he kissed you? No, I mumbled. It's not like that. She looked disappointed. I'm sure I did too. So you come into my saloon? Well, yes, I'm looking for a cold drink, sir. Well, come on back. We have a good chasparilla and a prickly pear soda. I've been on so many horses for so many days. Why so many horses? I was lying horizontal across three backs. Well, that seems like a mighty uncomfortable way to travel across these parts. Well, I'm a showwoman, don't you see? Oh, are you a singer? Are you a dancer? I'm... A podcaster. Oh, I don't know what that is, but this here's the first saloon in Phoenix, Arizona. Well, funny enough, I have a podcast where I talk about Phoenix, Arizona girls. Oh, those Phoenix girls that love the sun. They're all pale with no freckles, but they love the sun. Oh, I'll cheers this sarsaparilla to that. And one prickly pear soda for my horses outside. Oh, ho, ho, ho. clink. <laughs> I, I don't. No, I, that's it. I don't think. That's the intro. Okay. Hi, this is Edward is a Vampire, a Twilight podcast. My name is Chris. I'm Team Charlisle. That's Carly. Carly. <laughs> that's, you know, you know, the famous character, the famous character, Carly, Charlie and, um, <clears throat> Carlisle Cullen. I'm Maggie. Maggie doesn't want to play. She doesn't want to have fun anymore. <laughs> I'm a very serious Twilight reader. Now that we're halfway through Twilight. We are halfway through Twilight. It's big Pat folks. us on the back because we <laughs> feel like it's an accomplishment. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like it, it is too because this is a long book. No one tells you Twilight book one is 500 pages long, the length of like a later Harry Potter book. Chris, I don't know what to tell you except that everyone does tell you that. These books were so 
fat and big because the font was infinity size <laughs> for elderly readers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I this don't remember is a book that for elderly teens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna start up a home for elderly teens. Oh, it's yeah. gonna be sad. It's gonna be weird. It's gonna be sticky. Oh no. <laughs> With teen and elderly gunk. Uh-huh. We're alienating our two biggest audiences. The teens, the teens and, and the, the elderly. elderly. Yeah. So we're only here for you mid-30s professionals this week. <laughs> we called up Mr. Uh, Mr. Advertisement and she said, <laughs> <laughs> she said, your core audience is 30-year-old <laughs> professionals. Oh, that one really got me. Um, I, this was a weird week for me in Twilight. I was like very in it for the first chapter of our sec, or of our three, and then sort of out of it for the last, for the second chapter. I was, I think I was, um, in the same way I was interested in Edward and Bella's relationship when it was new and it hasn't developed much. Although it has, because now we're confirming that he's a vampire. And they're in, they're full stop And they're in love. love but. The chase is more fun than, you know, having the girl. Mm. And we're at that stage right now, so... Um, we're deep in, to borrow a phrase from 2000 Twilight, mm. um, from O Twilight, uh, we're deep in lion and lamb territory now. What? Do you remember this tagline? No. Everyone was like, the lion... Like, all Twilight edits would have them, and then it would say, lion and the lamb. See... I have it's a different difficult. experience with the Lion and the Lamb because I was I'm, my birthday's March 27 and March is sometimes called Lion and the Lamb because it's cold and then it's warm and it's like spring and winter. Wow. And my grandma used to call me a lion and a lamb Aww. because I'm strong and brave but nice. So you are a lion Thank and a you. lamb. <laughs> oh my goodness. So yeah, so my, I don't think of Twilight. I think of my sweet grandmother. That's nice. Thank you. Chris, Um, other than the big news of us watching Little Mermaid earlier today, that was big news because it's it holds it, up. Is it the greatest uh, musical of all time? No. Is part of your world the greatest musical song of all time? Yes. Yes. Easy yes. Okay, I have a story. Oh, no? Yeah, what? <laughs> In elementary school. Oh, no. <laughs> choir, we had to sing. First of all, the choir teacher and I at elementary school had a real... Uh, will they, won't they? Sort of. <laughs> in that, like, will they, won't they make Maggie cry today? Oh, God. Um, so I we were singing part of your world for a choir concerto and a, a little concert. Oh yeah. <laughs> a concerto. Good to do with it. Um and it was all the girls. All the girls were singing it. And I was sitting uh with my knees apart, I guess you'd say. In jeans. In boys oh. gap boys husky jeans. <laughs> I know so they you're were man spreading. Yeah, in, yeah. Uh, and in choir class. You know how gap jeans have those. Uh, this is a tangent, but you know how gap jeans. Yeah, this yeah. is a tangent. Have you ever, have you ever, have you ever worn gap I've jeans? I've never looked at gap All jeans. gap jeans are like adjustable on the inside. Adjustable. They like become smaller or tighter. So they're like a button and an elastic strap that you button. All gap jeans were like this. Okay. I was wearing those gap jeans, man spreading. <laughs> on the bleachers that were set up and the choir teacher said Maggie you have to sit like a girl and I said I am a girl and this is how I'm sitting oh! 
And she was like, well, you need to sit in a girlier way. And I was like, I literally don't know what you mean. I don't understand I don't your question. I don't know how to do that. And so eventually we agreed that I would just sit with my uh, legs together. That I wouldn't cross <laughs> my legs. <laughs> Uh, and I still never have crossed my legs. This is the opposite of my famous story of when I was about the same age, a teacher called me out for crossing my legs when I sit and I've never felt comfortable with my body since. Um, so anyway, I was humiliated. Uh, and part of your world is, is still a great song that holds (laughs) up for me. (laughs) It does hold up. It, it, It stirs a lot in me. Unlike, the love that's central to this book. Other, other than the the other lion and the lamb. Not you, but these two. These two. Do you guys want us to make a Twilight playlist? We're going to anyway, but let us know. <laughs> let us know and we're going to do it regardless. Um, regardless, we are going to be spoiling Twilight, perhaps, um, in, this, in this episode um, for these chapters and beyond. So yada, yada, yada. If you want to know about Twilight without being spoiled, you're a decade late. Do you think Edward is okay with us moving on to the next segment? I think so. It's been 15 years since the book was released. Yeah, but how am I supposed to know I'm allowed to do something if he doesn't tell me first? Let's hope he lets us go on a break. Bye. Hi, welcome to Bear School. Well, I want to welcome you to Bear School if you sign up for Bear School. With me, Bear Grilbs. You know Bear Grylls, but I'm Bear Grylls. I want to teach you how to hunt grizzlies any time of the year, no matter what the government tells you. But remember the number one rule, let those genitals fly. You'll be able to spot a bear's little dingle dally or any from a hundred yards away, and I'll teach you how. Just get your gun and come down to Behind the Rule King. I'll be there eating some of the free popcorn I hand out. It's me, Bear Grylls. Bear School. You need a gun. Chapter 10. When Bella leaves for school, Edward is there to drive her to school. Their arrival and the fact that she's wearing his jacket are big drama. All the school is talking about Edward and Bella. Bella gossips with Jessica about her crush, that Edward seems to be into her, but not as into her as she is to him, and that she's sort of bummed that they haven't kissed yet. And may never. (laughs) Edward and Bella... Um, have lunch together and they kind of talk obliquely about Edward's vampire powers, including that he and his family hunt wild predators for food. Chapter 11. In biology, it's movie day. Bring out the rickety cart with a big TV on it because Bella and Edward are horny in the dark. The lights go off and then they (laughs) eyes are red with the tension of horniness that they both have. Unrelenting horniness. The next day at school, Edward's um, decided that it's his turn to ask Bella questions. We're finally going to know the true Bella Swan. Instead, he just asks her what her favorite color is and what her favorite rock is. Edward drives Bella home again, but this time things get complicated because Jacob Black and his father, Billy, catch him leaving. Bella is sure that Billy knows that Edward's a vampire and he might tell Charlie. It is drama. Chapter 12. The next day at school, Edward asks Bella more boring questions and then leaves at lunchtime to hunt with Alice. 
The next day, it's Edward and Bella's big date. They're going to go and hang out for the whole day. And they go to a trail. Bella is so depressed by how completely hot Edward is. But she eventually cheers up when she gets to a beautiful meadow. The wildflowers are gorgeous. The sun is glistening. She turns around and realizes, what's going to happen when Edward steps into the sun? He takes a deep breath and takes a step forward. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Chris. Maggie. Um, welcome to a segment I like to call Twilight and the Law. In this chapter, we're talking about how Edward hunts and um, he says, if you read carefully, the laws only cover hunting with weapons. <laughs> First of all, as if hunting laws are really dense and hard to understand, they're not a bullet point list of things you can and can't do. Right. Um, so anyway, I started researching Oregon and Washington. Hunting laws? Hunting laws. Okay. What's... On and off season, etc. Because he talks about how he definitely hunts off season. Yeah, they do, they mention how they love to hunt grizzly bears or, or bears. But grizzlies, Emmett's favorite. Oh, I see. I see. Um, is there... <laughs> A grizzly bear season? So, yes, you are allowed <gasps> to hunt bears. I don't think you should be allowed to hunt grizzly bears. I agree. And there, it's really heavily regulated because I think grizzly is an endangered species. I right think now. it seems like it. Um, I'm making all this up, but. He also is basically like, and we can just eat deer whenever we want. All that seems time. about right. I think deer are the rats of the woods. Yeah, but also they're still hunting season. There still is a time and place. So anyway, my main goal was to see if hunting, if it says off-season for gun hunting is blah, blah, blah. Right. And the answer is no. Right. Of there, course not. There's probably laws about like what kind of guns and like what kind of bow and arrows you can use. And yeah. Stuff. There are some regulations about what kind of guns you can use to hunt what kind of game, which was interesting for is me. The, is a loophole for them because they're using fangs and claws and whatever. Technically, those aren't listed in a list of like un illegal is the word. Um, illegal weapons. Um, you would think so, but no. Oh. Because it's just listed. It First of all, only legal weapons are listed. They don't list every illegal weapon. That's, right. That would be That'd be a insane. long list. Because then it would be like, grenades. you're not allowed to use chainsaws. You're yeah. not allowed to use uh, so they lots have of like, darts. They have like, for hunting season, for bears, you can use XYZ gun, XYZ gun, and blah, 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 bow. I feel like you didn't pick up on my very funny idea of throwing a lot of darts at a bear until it dies i did i'm sorry thank you great 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 great. um another fun thing i learned about hunting is that you have to display the animal's sex organs at all times what do you what do you mean display you can't do anything to hide an animal's sex organs when you're driving around with your hunting game so you can't put a big diaper on yeah, or stuff. like cut them off. You have to, you can't do anything to the animal's sex organs. They have to be displayed. I imagine maybe the seasons are like this year we're only hunting male grizzlies because there's too but many But how would you be able grizzlies. to tell from far enough away? I assume if you're hunting bears, you know at least a little bit about their anatomy and biology. Hopefully. But from far enough away to safely shoot a bear, maybe you think you would sizes. be able to. It's, uh, I don't think that's it. I, in my version of America. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> we're all smart, intelligent, and everyone's well trained before they go out to uh, um, have weapons. And, anyway, uh, um, hot take. Hot take. Is, my hot take is that nowhere does it mention only hunting with weapons. In mm. fact, over and over it says hunting and shooting. Hunting and shooting are on season XYZ time. Huh. So that implies that they are hunting without shooting. They call it hunting. Mm-hmm. Is definitely, definitely, definitely. Illegal, illegal under Washington state law. Wow. But now just think about how funny it is to imagine them lifting these full bear carcasses and uh-huh. running home with them or something. Wait, yeah. no, they're just sucking the blood out. Are they leaving bloodless bear carcasses like are, chupacabras? How are people not noticing all the bloodless, bloodless animals? and like mountain lions. Because the first thing that happens in Vampire Diaries, which I watched three seasons of when I had mono before I gave up because it's so, so, so bad. Oh, no. Is that these people were getting drained of blood and they were trying to pass it off as animal attacks. But it was like all over the news. And you would think, bear. Day one, a coroner is, is like, um, <laughs> some poor park ranger's like, oh, great, another bloodless <laughs> bear. What's going on? Yeah, they weren't like, let's go ahead and just like, maybe nothing will come of it, but let's go ahead and fill out a grant proposal so that we can investigate why all of our bears turn bloodless. Are, why they're all like dried out husks. The Cullens are not, they think they're so sneaky, but they're not. Mm-mm. They're hot. They walk too fast. They're sparkly. They're too graceful. They're graceful. They drive fancy cars, the fanciest in town. They leave, you know, beef jerky versions of animals. There's the a tribal rumor about them going around. Yeah, someone's dad is like, I know that you're vampires. <laughs> and then his son tells people. And they're leaving husks, bear husks around. I don't forget that they are adopted siblings who date each other. That's a big tell that they're vampires. A huge, honestly, a huge, tell. a huge tell. Um, thank you for your reporting. It's diligent. It's thorough. Thank you. It's I had to read so much about hunting laws, <laughs> <laughs> and I am grateful. Okay, okay, okay. Oh okay, man, okay. let's get into the meat of this. Meat. Oh, bloodless meat. Where's the meat? <laughs> what? <laughs> Emmett's, Emmett's running around going, where's, where's the meat? bear? Where's the bear meat? Okay. That's funny. Hey, Chris. You you start, every time we come back from a break, you, you address me as if I'm n- not on the podcast. Boop, 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 boop. I'm sorry, I'm, my phone's ringing. Oh. Hey, Chris. Oh. Uh. Sorry, are you? You're, this is not. Who's Chris? Yeah, what's your name, by the way? My name is Thomas. Mike Turnoliver. Mike Turnoliver. Okay, Mr. Mike Turnoliver. Yeah. Um, do you mind if I call you Thomas? Yeah. Hey, I, you sound like I've known you for years. I hope this is not too forward, but do you want to go see Little Women with me on Saturday? Thomas Mike Turnoliverberg. Yeah. From Iowa? That's where you're calling me, yeah. Did you go to Iowa, Iowa City, City High, High School? School? Yeah. Miss, Miss Jefferson's, Jefferson's English, English class? class? <gasps> I would, I would love, love to, to go to Little Women, women with you. you. Sorry, I just, we're doing it, so. <laughs> so yeah, what do you want to talk about? 
Um, hotness? <laughs> that uh, we're gonna have to remove. We can't remove that. Uh, okay, we'll keep it. Um, I do want to talk about how Bella describes Edward's hotness as unrelenting. <laughs> That's, uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's one of those word choices that makes you, makes you scratch your head. Um, Bella is distraught over how hot Edward is in these chapters. Sometimes we'll we'll start a chapter and and Bella gets like um uh, obsessed about a detail, and this one is like she she's um overtaken by how hot she thinks he is. Yeah, there's like a lot of horniness, but even more than that, there's like a medical examination like, of hotness. It's like a violent act. Him being hot is like taking a toll on her. It it's like her dreams and she's not sleeping. She's not eating. She yeah, she's wolfing down food in half a second cuz she wants to be awake the moment that he gets to her house. It, it, her life something she says in in these mm-hmm. chapters that I thought was scary where she was like it's like my life has now become about Edward. And I was like, yeah, girl, it's a lot. And of course, Jessica who's Honestly, a dumb slut, and I mean that in the absolute I love best it. I way. love that Jessica is like becoming one of Bella's friends. Yeah, and Jessica is not the one who's going to be like, "Girl, these are warning signs." No, she's we gonna... need Angela for that. <laughs> Angela's the one who points out the red flags, um, and Jessica's the one who's like, she's the the person the person with the flags at the front of the drag race. <laughs> she like... takes those red flags and she's like, "Go, go baby, girl, go!" <laughs> she is like Alice, an enabler. Uh-huh. Um, but for the sake of drama, it's it's very good. Oh yeah. I have I really stand Jessica. Oh, Jessica also she is fun. She's like not jealous, even though she admits that Edward is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. She's like, you like, need to kiss him. I can't believe, believe that I know you and you are dating the enigma Edward Cullen. Because she is Mike. Mm-hmm. So she's she has, she, mm, Mike, who is on the scale of Mike to Edward, he is below Mike. <laughs> somehow. He is somehow cockroach. Oh, he's a cockroach from cats with he his won't own face die. on it. Um, but yeah, I, I I do appreciate Jessica's friendship with Bella. Um, I have a really important question, Chris. Mm-hmm. And I want everyone listening to we'll post a poll or something. Because I want w- People to weigh in on we this We need one. okay. So send your answers in to edwardsvampirepod at gmail.com. Um, do you think Bella is hot? Here's okay. So I've never asked you this because <laughs> it came up in these these chapters, it and it shocked me as a question. It shocked me because um, I can't. I don't know. It's hard to remove her from Kristen Stewart because, like, do you think Kristen Stewart is hot? hot? Yes. Kristen Stewart is undeniably very hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But do you think Bella is hot? No. I don't either. She is um, clumsy and, like, unsure of herself in a way that's, like, she needs to um, figure herself out before she can be hot. She also talks a lot about how she's not hot, which isn't the same as not being hot because she's a teenage girl but um edward says she's says hot. she's hot in like the weirdest grossest way this 
shocked me. I literally said, wait, what? Are we supposed to believe that she's hot now? So I wrote, are we supposed to believe she's actually hot or not? Because he says, you don't see yourself very clearly. I'll admit you're dead on about the bad things. Ew. Ew. But you didn't hear what every human male in this school was thinking on your first day. Bella says, I blinked, astonished. I don't believe it. I mumbled to myself. Trust me on this one. You're the opposite of ordinary. I don't think Bella's hot. I, I don't think so either. I but think... apparently she's so hot that no, every no. teen in the school was like, oh, I'm going to give my freaking hands I'm gonna give those my... scrawny pale hips. I want, my, I want my fingers on her boobies. All these teen boys said. Um, I don't think she's hot. Maggie's Maggie's distraught by what I said. <laughs> you can't see her face, but she is slack jawed. I'm gonna take a five. Okay. I need a cool off. Okay, well Maggie cools off. Um, I I think Bella pointed this out. It could be her insecurities, but she was like, everyone just is looking at me because I'm new, and I think that's the truth. I don't think she's hot. I just don't. But we don't. Think we she's don't, hot. We don't have a reason to think she's ugly. But we don't no. have a reason to think that she's hot. I just think she's normal looking. She's normal. And you know what? And that that's that's good. Most of us are normal. Yeah. And I like the idea that Edward is into her for some other reason than she's so hot. Well, because... he, I mean, he he never really says I like you because you're pretty. Right. He does say I like you because you're an enigma. And like, I guess if you're a psychic boyfriend, you should be like, oh my gosh, everyone thinks you're so hot. You are hot. You're the hottest person I know. That's like what boyfriends say. Yeah. That there was some said, fun of like what boyfriends, like a fun flirty boyfriend read other people's minds happens in this chapter where um, he's like reading her friend's minds and telling her the goss mm-hmm. um, about like, what fun. they think about them together. Yeah. Because when they show up, everyone's like, oh, Edward and Bella are together. And he's like, you should hear what they're thinking, <laughs> which is fun. Because they're all like, wow. wow. Or as Jessica apparently says. Apparently the two hottest people in our school are together. Apparently. No, the shock is because she's ordinary. Ex- if she was the hottest girl in the school. You would be like, oh, cool for them. Yeah. That's At least good... he's not dating his sister. Oh. But as we learned, the Collins are so hot, you can date your sister. And everyone says, well, they're hot. <laughs> but they have such such poor people names. What does Bella say? They, old, have, such... they have old people names. Like Edward and um, Isabella. Yeah, no, that's her name. That's her name. <laughs> Wait, uh, and Rosalie. Chris, I have an important idea. Okay. A porn? Oh, wait, a porn an, idea? An important idea. I'm gonna, okay. I'm, in my head, I'm thinking porn idea. Okay, hold. Wait, something's happening. Um, okay. Speak close into here. Welcome to the studio. Hi, thanks for having me. Do you think Bella is hot? I do. Whoa! Wait, wait, do you think Kristen Stewart is hot or do you think Bella is hot? So this is, it does get complicated there because I saw the movies before I read any of the books. So it is hard for me to separate Bella from Kristen Stewart She's in my really mind. She's really using a podcast voice, isn't she? Thank you. It's really hard for me to. Hi, welcome to NPR's Twilight Pod. Terrible NPR. Many, many, many. Wait, men at what? Men at work. Oh, up next, we have men at work. Come on. Men The Mennonite Prayer Hour. Welcome to NPR. This is an insane segment, and I love it. Bella, hot or not? I think so. Because also, I think that. It's hard 
even though all the vampires, I guess, okay, okay, only Edward is in love with her, right? Um, because later on, we'll not, no, no spoilers, but later on, there are other vampires that seem drawn to Bella. But also everyone in her school has a crush on her. So that leads me to believe that it's not just like weird vampire blood mojo, that she's conventionally attractive. Or she's just new from Arizona. I'm not going to say that once I was new from Texas and everyone was obsessed with me, but it happened. No one had crushes on me, but everyone was obsessed with <laughs> me. Well, if you could read the mind of every male in your school, you would not want to hear what they're thinking, those nasty thoughts. They, they're all thinking, I'm going to get my fingers and Maggie's boobies. <laughs> Do you think that's what they were thinking? Probably. <laughs> Confirm. Nice. Oh. Turns out everyone was spreading rumors about how hot I was. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? The 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 jury's still out. I can't wait to hear what the audience has to say. Chris and I agree, not hot. Not hot. Why? Well, you've already explained it to the viewers. I won't make you explain it to me. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to listen, uh, listen to the back. podcast. That's fair. Bye. Is that fun? That is fun. So this was the big thing I wanted to discuss today with you. Yeah, it's hard to avoid it in um, these chapters that we read this week. Um, horniness is also at the absolute forefront. It is. Um, the We discussed briefly in the recap, but recap? Oh. Right. That was recap in, um, in Lithuanian. Oh. Recap. Sure. Um, that every time the lights turn off, in these chapters, uh, Edward describes the dark as predictable. Um, which is insane because every time the lights turn off in biology, he stiffens up. And I mean that in every direction. It's a very funny way for um, Stephanie Meyer as the author to get our main characters alone in a dark room. And the only chased way is at a biology class AV uh, movie day. It's it's fun. It's a, it's a funny move. It's like a fun, te- it's so teen, it's so dated because they roll in that rickety ass cart with a Here, TV. Here's my question. Can you, in my mind, imagining like watching a movie in class and they roll in that cart, I can smell it. Uh-huh. Can you smell it? I can smell it and it's always Bill Nye. Yeah. Or just like a generic Nat Geo um, special. Uh-huh. I, the movie I think of when I think of movie days at school is um, the science movie that said, if it looks like a PB&J, I think it's a PB&J. If it looks like a PB&J, smells like a PB&J, and tastes like a PB&J, it must be a PB&J. It was um, what? teach you what the scientific method was. Oh, okay. When I think of um, what I'm watching in class, I think of um, my elementary school geography teacher can't remember his name, but uh, we, we would watch like Discovery Channel specials about like people of the Amazon, um, and they didn't wear shirts, including the women. So we would see topless people, and before he would start, he would always say, "Gentlemen, if you look at the boobies too long, you will go blind." <laughs> he did not say that. I swear, he would say boobies. <laughs> he would draw boobs on a board to be like, "Don't look at these." Was he Slughorn? Gentlemen, he, he, their bodies will decay, oh. but their boobies <laughs> linger on. This is a boob happy podcast. He uh, would say books. Uh, books. Books. So that's what I Book. think about. We don't know what Edward and Bella were watching because 
Edward says it's a banal movie or whatever, and he doesn't pay attention. But Bella is so horny, she like <laughs> flinch. She like grips. She like puts her hands into fists and like <laughs> stares blindly into nothingness until I the can't bell rings. Imagine this as someone who was in high school. Um, big brag. Yeah, yeah. I never was bl- 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 blinded by horniness like no. this. Um, every time, if anything, I, you'd want to watch the movie to distract you from it. Yeah, every time my English teacher left class, um, and two of my exes were in that class, Oof. um, so there was some t- 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 tension. tension. I keep doing this uh, triple letter thing today. Um, we would watch Lord of the Rings every time we left the Th- class. That's it. That's that's literature, baby. And we slowly got through the whole extended first one, and then Oof. started the second, but we never got it. Imagine four hours chopped into forty minutes increments. Not in school. I'm saying not even when he left for the whole period. Every time he left class, we would. <laughs> <laughs> Was it just the DVD waiting to press play at all times? <laughs> um, and so I can't imagine that just the lights turning off would make you go. Let <laughs> me <laughs> it is crazy how much they feel it. Um, and then this is all like fun horniness, but then on their date, Bella gets oh no depressed. She's like, it's really sad. Basically, she's like, every time I look at him, it's like an icy sword through my heart. It is there are such big mood swings between Bella and Edward that I can never quite follow. It's like they have such intense feelings from nowhere and we're not addressing that it's from nowhere, but maybe that's just teen life. He was too perfect, I realized. With a piercing stab of despair, there was no way this godlike creature could be meant for me. And then it's like pages of her being, trying not to look at him because every time she sees his cold marble body, Something I definitely remember from reading these books is marble. They, marble. She does talk about him being made of stone. It's because he's like so pale, but also. And hard. Briefly. Remember his body is hard. They don't talk about it a lot, but every so often she'll mention how he's like ripped. He's yeah. super ripped. He's like ripped. He has like rippling hard muscles. Yeah. Which in my and mind. And he's cold. It's hard. Even reading it, I'm imagining just like a sinewy, lanky emo boy. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to match like a muscle boy. It's also hard to imagine someone who really looks like they're carved out of marble, literally, which is how he's described. And a teen. Because you would be like, oh, no. Oh, You wouldn't be like, oh, yeah. You'd be like, get that boy to a hospital. I'd be like, if he bends, he'll shatter. He's he's so, he's almost gray. He has to see a doctor. what, What, you're telling me his father is a doctor? You're saying that. His father is a doctor and all those kids are that pale? That doctor. What is he feeding You them? simply cannot let him practice. What is he? Vegetarians? They're vegetarians? But I've never seen well, them eat anything at lunch. It. You know. What? Vegetarians. Oh. Come into our small town. They're coming down to our. We, we have ways of doing things here in Forks. And it's that we hunt. During the time that we're allowed to hunt. We hunt mostly deer. Mostly deer. And then we eat that deer and the fish we catch. All year round. Year around. And we let our kids have 10 days maximum off of school. Because we know after that they're truant. These vegetarians. vegetarians. Have 11, 12, who knows how many days. They're in the pocket of the mayor. 
because they're wealthy with their Volvo and their red convertible. And they do whatever and they want. I'm not sure which one of those cars is nicer. It's impossible <laughs> to choose if it's more ostentatious to have a silver Volvo or a red convertible BMW. They're both such nice, nice rides. Cars. They're just not from. They're, they just don't belong. They just don't belong. But, but just don't so let nice. the police chief hear you say that. Oh, if you. Oh, that's the thing. That's how you know that they're in with the government because the police chief it will. Will lay down his body for them. Any day he's gonna stop eating those fish he catches. They're gonna take this town down one at a time, but I'm holding out. I will not get rid of my forks identity. You know what I wanna do with forks? What? Stab it into a hot plate of venison and Ooh. eat it up. Bloody. Whole meat. Not just the juices. The meat. The meat. The meat, meat, the, the, the meat, the, the meat. meat. That was a bit. That was a good bit. Uh-huh. Um, but truly, it. he is hot. Bella is not. That's that's what I'm going to say. I <gasps> oh. agree. <laughs> okay, we're going to put a hot or not on our Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Edward is a vampire pod. And then, you know, you got to comment. Hot or not. Yeah. Please. Um, someone else I think that we do see in this year, in this these chapter chunks, who I do think is objectively hot, mm. is Jacob. I think he's undeniably hot. hot. Or are he's we just thinking supposed of ta- to be like cute right now? Are we just still thinking of Taylor Lautner? Because I don't, I don't think, think so. I don't, I don't he's know so if Jacob- charming. He's like a soft boy right now. Good point. He is, he's cute right now. He's hot in a like he's a human being. Way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Who's not a human being but also is hot? Are Edward's sisters? Is it time? Can I talk about Rosalind? Yeah, we're talking about who's hot and not. Okay. And she is. As I may have mentioned in the previous episodes, my ship is Rosella. Rosella. That's Rosalie and Bella. We see Alice for a little bit, which is great. Alice. Amazing. I can't wait till we get to know Alice in these books. I really Alice, can't. Alice um, finally speaks. Yeah, she says, <laughs> nice time. to finally meet you. And Edward's like, shut the fuck up, man. But Alice uh, is the only one, I guess, who likes Bella, which is points in her column. I want to go back in time mm. to our first episode when I was betrayed by my sound equipment. This was a famous moment behind the scenes where Maggie had a great take and it was not recorded by her microphone. My microphone is officially biphobic. bi-phobic. Um, I believe that Bella is a bicon. Not because of the bad things she does, but because of the good things she does. Well, oh, what's... Um, while my mic is biphobic, I am not. Um, I have no faults. That's so true about you. You're perfect. Thank you. Um, so back when Bella is first meeting the Collins, Chapter one. Chapter one. She has this to say about her true crush, Rosalie. The tall one was statuesque. She had a beautiful figure, the kind you saw on the cover of the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. The kind that made every girl around her take a hit on her self-esteem just by being in the same room. Her hair was golden, gently waving to the middle of her back. And then at the end of describing the Colton Collins, she's at the end of describing the Collins, she says it was hard to decide who was the most beautiful, the perfect blonde girl or the bronze haired boy. It's confirmed. That is confirmed 
bisexuality. I mean, it just is. <laughs> she's like, both of them are gorgeous. I liked both of them equally. They're both perfect. They're both equally hot, hot and beautiful, and I want to touch their perfect faces. Like, Edward's scary hot. Rosalie is swimsuit Goddess model hot. swimsuit model hot. Um, but in this chapter, why we're talking about it today is because when Edward and Bella are in the lunchroom together, she says, I was still staring at the colons while he spoke. Suddenly, Rosalie, his blonde and breathtaking sister, <sighs> turned to look at me. No, not to look, to glare with dark, cold eyes. I wanted to look away, but her gaze held me until Edward broke off mid-sentence and made an angry noise under his breath. It was almost a hiss. Edward turned her head, and I was relieved. Sorry, Rosalie turned her head, and I was relieved. That's a Carol moment. That is huge, the end of Carol. You know the end of Carol where, you She's know, at the dinner. music. I don't remember the music, but it is iconic. Apparently we should, yeah. Um, and they just stare. She just stares. Yeah. That is what's happening what this in is. this lunch room. Uh, tw- <laughs> it's territorial. It's animalistic. Rosalie's like, I want what Edward has. And Edward is like <laughs> hissing in the middle of fucking lunch. lunch. And there's a teacher somewhere being like, oh. <laughs> that was we don't weird, mention the teachers right? in the lunchroom. We're also like, oh. Oh. Since you talked about your ship, I want to talk about mine. Charlisle. Charlisle. Isn't it funny that Charlie is in the exact Exact. same love triangle as his daughter? It's pretty funny. I don't know if it's totally intentional or it's just because there's only so many characters, so might as well weave them all together. Mm -hmm. But it is a reflection because Charlie has his old friend Billy, who's Jacob's dad, Mm -hmm. but he's also good friends with Dr. Cullen Carlisle. who he loves from afar. Who he loves from afar. And this so in the same way that Bella is torn between the Cullen and the Blacks, so is uh Carl uh Charlie. And we see that in It's pretty explicit. It's pretty chapters. explicit. We have um kind of like a throwback moment in this chapter where Billy comes over to the to Charlie's house for the first time in a while, and there's some unspoken tension between them. And it's like there's rifts that need to be mended there's like a whole broke back mountain situation happening here that's unspoken and but we you, see it from the other room yeah it's it's potent it's hinted at pretty strongly that charlie and billy f- had a falling out over carlisle so like there's also some tension between them all yeah jacob says like well i doubt he would mention edward being here because last time he brought the colons up Charlie chewed him out and they haven't spoken since. Because Charlie stands up for his man, Carlisle. Wow. The most beautiful man ever, according to Charlie. Um, so it's it was brief in these chapters. It was a glimpse, but um it, it hinted at such a deep ocean of feelings. Yeah, Twilight is um whether Steph likes it or not. And I'm gonna say doesn't. doesn't. <laughs> I'm gonna take a stab in the Twilight and guess that uh he says the name. Big. I was going to say, I at one point in this I chapter. Said, Whoa! Whoa! He said, like, this is Twilight. And I wrote, why is this book called Twilight? Here it is. I and, then, and then Edward explains to us, the readers, why this book is called Twilight. Maggie? It's the safest time of day for us, he said, answering the unspoken question in all of, all our, of our minds. Um, the easiest time, but also the saddest in a way. The end of another day. 
the return of night. Darkness is so predictable, don't you think? He smiled wistfully. To which I said, no, I don't think. <laughs> I think, I think, Bella, it's like. I really marked up these situations. <laughs> so, I get, it's like hinting at like, it's this in-between space and like, where does Bella belong? She's being torn. She like wants to be with this vampire, but she's human, et cetera, et cetera. But, but this explanation suggests that it's like just the best time for vampires to walk around. Or like, it's not predictable, which. Edward says about Bella a lot, but nothing about Bella seems unpredictable to me. Something I absolutely um, could not stop uh, just wistfully, just wistfully gazing at in my Mm. headspace this week was that these vampires have a great life. They don't ever sleep. They can run really fast. Dream. They have no shortage of cash and they're super hot. They're hot forever. That rock you hard absolutely would want to become one. Yeah. There's no downside. In other vampire things, there's the downside. You're like tethered to your crutch of you know drug use, and right. you're like cursed, and you don't have a soul. But these, they're just like hot and nice. And from their point of rich. view, the, the vampires are good forever. The only downside is if you want to fall in love with a human, you're gonna want to kill them. But like. Who cares? Who cares? Find another vampire. If I would want. I'd want to be one of these vampires. They can just like do any. They can just run around. The, 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 the oh, she's so out of the, breath. The, she the, wants the, to be a vampire so the bad. The moment they that Alice and Edward go to hunt, they just like run out to a beautiful nature preserve yeah. and hang out all night. All there. night. Like I said earlier, if you could be a hot vampire and live as like a sophomore in college forever, do it. Boy, yoy, that's <laughs> the dream. Yeah. Um. I feel like we need to just touch on the Good Place episode that we just watched. Oh, yeah. We're, right now when we're recording, we're right before the finale of NBC's The Good Place. The Good Show. The Good Show. And um, they talk about how if you have eternity, your brain turns to mush. Because, like, it's never ending. And they su- this suggests that that's not the case as long as you're in love. Well, they're, not, I think is they're not too old here. I think they're all, like, 100. But even and still, we learn you can kill a vampire. So if they wanted to, exactly. it's not hard. I was going to say, that's need, the key. They just, can die. Yeah, you just need your strong brother to pop your head off. That would be so nice. Honestly, I want someone to pop all of me out. Do you think they need to see together. a chiropractor? They're hard like marble, but they still have their bones. Just They can throw each other off. A cliff and just oh, like, and just like crack around. You're right. That's yeah. Uh, a dream existence. I'm I want to in it. I'm a teen again, and I I do want to be a vampire. I to borrow a phrase, relentlessly want to be a vampire. We'll be right back. Oh gosh, yes. After that first date, it's hard to break the ice. It's hard to get to know someone new, you know? So that's why I've created this app called 20 Questions. It's like that game that you used to play on your phones, but now you just ask them in person. It's sort of like that thing where you ask 36 questions to fall in love, except these questions are worse. Do you want to know what someone's favorite color is, but don't know how to ask? Propose a game of 20 questions and then ask, what's your favorite color? Do you want to know what someone's favorite gemstone is today, and if it's changed since yesterday? Propose a game of 20 questions with the app, 20 questions, by me. Who am I? Chris. You did it again? Chris. Yeah, what? Chris. What? Chris. What? I, Chris, 
Chris, I Chris, release me from this prison. I cannot, Chris, Chris, I cannot stop, Chris, Chris. This might be the third episode in a row you've begun this segment this way. I I am stuck in a loop. Stop thinking about how Alice lifts a truck over her head again. (laughs) She did it again, boss. You guys. Um, Oh boy, my crush, Alice Colon. Uh, again, carries Bella's truck through forks. A shock. Um, so the day that Edward leaves to go hunting with Alice, he drives Bella to school. So at lunch, he's like, oh my gosh, I forgot to have you take your own car. We'll just drop your car off here. And she's like, I don't really want to walk home. And he's like, no, I'll drop your car off. And she's like, but I don't have my keys. And he's like, okay, we'll have the keys in the ignition. And then Bella is like, okay. I'm not going to tell him this, but my keys are in the pocket of my dirty jeans in the middle of my clothes hamper because she hasn't driven her car in five days. I did not especially want to walk home, but I couldn't see how he would have retrieved my truck. Then again, I was starting to believe that nothing was impossible for him. The latter instinct proved correct. My truck sat in the same space he'd parked his Volvo in that morning. I shook my head, incredulous, as I opened the unlocked door and saw the key in the ignition. Perfect. Alice once again found her key, <laughs> carried her truck across the daylight, and, in the middle of a school day, and just gently placed it in the same parking spot. Amazing. It's incredible. What is going on here, and when will we get the answer? How Never. do they do this? What, the, the, to answer your questions right now, what's going on? Who knows? When we're going to have it answered? Never. This is why we do this podcast. This This is exactly why. This is the craziest thing that's happened in this book, is that Alice keeps carrying this truck across forks. My, uh, I'm going to continue my streak of being obsessed with the food in this book. I'm going to start a cookbook, honestly, at this point. Yes. The unofficial The unofficial nasty food cookbook. (laughs) Um, So so she's really excited to see... um, Edward in the mornings because he's picking up from school, so she's getting ready really quick. So she says, when I got downstairs, Charlie was gone again. I was running later than I realized. Oh, sorry. I can't read right now. She's (laughs) running. This is, the entire class is embarrassing for you. Oh, fuck. You said fuck in front of a teacher. We're so nervous for you. Oh, he's peeing his pants. He's peeing his pants. No, mom. Oh, no. He called the teacher mom. <laughs> Good bit. Um, Bella says, I swallowed a granola bar in three bites, chased it down <laughs> with milk straight from the carton, and then hurried out the door. She's nasty. She's nasty. <laughs> Who chunks down a granola bar and takes a swig of a milk carton before school? Okay, so. Teenage boys. Boys. Granola bar at minimum Four or five inches long, three but mostly inch bites. Like we're dry. Just give her, give her the favor of imagine a chewy bar. I'm, Those I'm, are tiny. But I'm imagining like a Nature Valley strawberry and the inside chewy bar. I'm, 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 I'm three bites. Of three bites, and then you like take a swig with that still in your mouth from the carton. You're gonna get like an oat Chris, floating in your carton. I'm calling it right now. We're gonna record you eating a chewy bar in three bites and taking a swig. <laughs> oh <mouth>. no! <laughs> oh god. Okay. Follow us on Edward is a Vampire Pod. We're promising a lot of content for the people. <laughs> um, yeah, that was my first observation. 
Incredible. 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 Yeah, that's going to be in the breakfast section of the cookbook. Chris. 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 Chris, I can't. Chris. Chris. I'm shaking my head. Chris, I cannot stop thinking about how Edward and Bella wear the same outfit to their date. It's so funny. They wear the same outfit to their big date. Um, She's wearing... A collared shirt under a brown sweater with jeans and no, sneakers. No, not, not just brown. Tan. tan. A tan sweater with jeans and sneakers. And then she opens the door. He chuckles. She says, what's wrong? And he says, we match. I realized that he was wearing a, tan, a light tan sweater with a white collar showing underneath and blue jeans. I laughed at him, hiding a twinge of regret. Why couldn't I look like a runway model? They're literally wearing, wearing the exact same outfit on their date. Like their brother's sisters getting their pictures taken at Sears. How did not that not carry into the movie? That, because it's... It's an insane detail that if I was a fan, I would have been furious. I would have been like, it's so cute that they wore the same thing. I would have been like, this is... This colors the entire date. When Bella's mad, depressed about not being so, hot later, and they're still wearing the same Does this make it kind of gay? Uh, definitely. That they're dressing the same? Yes. Also that she's like this femme. Remember in Arizona, she was like wearing lacy tops and now she's wearing a sweater with a collar and jeans? <laughs> she's She went to the Pacific Northwest and became a, a bookish lesbian. I can't believe that they're wearing the same thing. It's so funny. Not to promise more content, but I think that we should wear the same thing and take a do a photo shoot. Oh, yeah. Park. We gotta. Um, um, my last thing is another food-related item. So Bella asks um, Edward, hey, you like get food every day and don't eat it at lunch. Can you even eat food? <laughs> Basically, it's like, is that something you can even do? So Edward says, and it does, and I quote, he glared at me, holding his... He's, <laughs> This is what she said. He's being his man. <laughs> this is what uh, Bella narrates. He glared at me, holding my eyes as he lifted the slice of pizza off the tray and deliberately bit off a mouthful, chewed quickly, and then swallowed. I watched, eyes wide. If someone dared you to eat dirt, you could, couldn't you? He asked condescendingly. I wrinkled my nose. I did once. <laughs> on a dare, I admitted. It wasn't so bad. It wasn't so bad. Oh, she admits to eating dirt. I, 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 I never. I'll say on the on the record, I've never eaten dirt. I mean, I may have as a baby. Maybe on I accident. used to put rocks in my mouth. That's sure. a famous thing. I've like deliberately eaten dog food. But on it, that is disgusting. That is much worse. Than <laughs> I did dirt. as an adult. That is much worse. It was a dog treat. It was a dog treat cheese puff, and I was like, "What is it? It just tasted like um." Dog food. No, no, it, it, it mostly tasted like um, like uh, packing peanuts. I ate a, a guinea pig treat once. See, why are you disgusted by me? Because mine was a yogurt drop. It was the same as human yogurt drops. Oh, okay. Listen. It's crazy that she eats dirt. It's going to be in the insane. cookbook under lunchtime snack. <laughs> What's the media thing where um, maybe zombies or the walking, vampires... The Take a bite of human food and then like gratuitously throw up. I have no idea what that is. They take a bite and it's like comically disgusting because they can't process the food. I think you made so that up. So they throw up all over the place. It's what we do in the shadows. 
Oh, the 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 vampire sad eyes. The vampire sad eye show. Yes, it's an incredible show. I recommended it one of these weeks. Yeah. Um, and that's the one where they eat a little human food and they get violently ill. Very fun. Is Josh Gad in that? No. For but some, he could be. He, he seems like he could yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, for sure could be. <laughs> um, one of the guys is the same guy who does all spooky, tall, prosthetic acting. He's in Pan's Labyrinth. He's huh. in that. He's in a bunch of other things. And he is hysterical. Oh, I got to watch still. You have to watch. We'll watch it together tonight. Oh, we should. Okay. We got to watch this show. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Oh, uh, we did. As always, please email us with... Um, Pictures, video, audio, comments, questions at edwardisavampirepod at gmail.com. Do you think Bella is hot? Let us know by sliding into our sticky, nasty deems at edwardisavampirepod on Instagram. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, baby. I love Austin Powers. One million. Donors. <laughs> 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 <